Hi, Mamas. Or Mamas to be. I'm Kayla. And I'm Tara. And welcome, welcome to, to Motherhood, Motherhood Leaked. We're two first time mums leaking unfiltered tales of motherhood. Being there, getting there, and possibly getting lost along the way. Let's, Let's chat. chat. May contain swearing. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Motherhood Leaked. Hi, Kayla. Hi, Tara. How are you going today? Is this <laughs> a loaded question? Like, yeah, you looked at me like, should I ask this question? No, I am good. That's a that's a one word answer. But yeah, I'm good. Full I'm stop. good. Full stop. End of story. No, no. I, I will say it's been in the last like week and a bit. We've had full moon, and for anyone who is into the universal stuff like we are, it is the Lion's Gate, and that energy is intense. And yeah. I have talked to a lot of people about it, and a lot of people is in like the friends of my circle that are into this, and um, I've seen a pattern of like it's either intense and like really like. Um, empowering time of like feeling like the possibilities of life is just there mm-hmm. or it can be intense in a terms and ways of triggering things inside us and bringing things up to the surface that we need to release and let bubble, go bubble 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 bubble, <laughs> bubble and I think I'm on that side yeah. um but I was saying to you before we started this lots of things but I was saying how in in all the triggering and the bubbling it, there's been so much beauty and like so many cool things um are happening in life at the same time so yeah. I think I think this week you know it's been all about the polarities of life, like the two sides of the coin, the light, the dark. Um, and also in that, I will say that my highlight of the week has been waking up yesterday morning. Birds were chirping, sun was already up. Before I had Elliot, I used to love waking up before sunrise. Yeah. Now I love a day where I get to open my eyes and I look through the little crack of the blinds and I'm like, yes, it's the sun daylight. is shining. <laughs> it must be like six o'clock at least. Yeah. And I feel that. most days Elliot wakes up and is like that way and like just wants to start the day and get out of bed. Mummy, come, like get up, let's go. Yeah. Yesterday energy. morning, yesterday morning, pure bliss. He, I just, my eyes were just blinking open very slowly and I felt him like stirring beside me and then... He rolls over, he grabs my cheeks and he goes, I love you so much and gives me this big kiss. And I was like, that's (sighs) divine. It was divine. Yeah, that's cute. I love how they grab your face. Is that not the best thing ever when they like really look into Mm -hmm. your soul and they've got your cheeks? It's the best. They look, yeah, they look to your soul. Hey, I love that. Yeah, oh, they do. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Currently just bouncing away on my birth ball. If you hear any squeaking (gasps) in the background. Um, I've still, I think I mentioned it last week, I was chest infection Barbie. Um, she's still <laughs> hanging around. She ain't going anywhere. She is. Um, so and spiritual I... Barbie over here is in a crisis. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> she's now weird Barbie. <laughs> she's been played with too much. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah, look, it's been, I'm not gonna lie. It's been hard. Like yeah. I've been coughing and puffing, obviously being 36 weeks, 36 and a half weeks pregnant. Like, yeah, you're like right at the... We are at the, the pointy end. The yeah. pointy end. Of the, the pointy end. Yep. And yeah, it's getting a bit hectic, um, just fitting everything in. Like every, And I've been having big coughing fits as well. And like that is hard when your pelvic floor is 36 and a half weeks. It's got a lot of weight on it. Yeah. So I've like reverted back to wearing pads because I'm pissing my pants every time <laughs> I'm having those massive cough fits. And Sorry we did talk about this. Information. No, I think it's good because this is the realities of pregnancy. And yeah. this is the realities of womanhood and motherhood. So yes. thank you for and being And I've been honest. trying to do, like we spoke to, in one of our episodes, we've spoken to Alison who is this pelvic floor specialist and she was like when you know you're going to cough or sneeze like you hold it like you know you do your do you work you prep your body first i we, oh, yeah. we talked about this remember i said to you we tara did. are you doing your yeah you did you're and doing i was your like holding. kayla there's no holding at 36 and a half weeks it's <laughs> like, just there i'm just like i'm yeah. pissing my pants again it's time to change my pants <laughs> again so, good yeah. to be honest that's just life oh, um, it is. but you know feeling better every day what do you do 
Yeah. You just get I, up and get on it, with it. Isn't it like what I was saying, like that light with the dark? Like you're at this beautiful point of your pregnancy, like you're so close now to yes. meeting. I'm gonna, I feel like it's a him. I keep saying that. We have also had moments of saying her. Yes. But um, like that beautiful point where like you can almost feel that moment. Oh, definitely. But then you've got these like these lovely But I've also dark pain. Moments. I swear to God, I was having a coughing fit oh. the other day and I'm like, yep. Lordy, if, and I've had a bit of period pain. And I was like, if I, if there's a Lord, please do not let me go into labor right now because I can't breathe. Like, don't let me do this. And I was like, just wondering. I was like, we should put a poll up. Have you gone into labor like sick and had like a chest infection or something? Because in my mind, I'm just like, imagine giving birth, like being really crook. Like, because people would do it. Like, you would be. Well, you have to. You don't have a choice. Exactly. Isn't that just like, isn't that motherhood in in a nutshell? It is, yeah. (laughs) But you just started with it a little bit earlier. Like, it hasn't hit me, you know, didn't hit me that early. But imagine going through labor just like feeling. Yeah, I'd love to know. It wouldn't, I can't imagine it would be a great start. Oh my God, it'd be awful. Let's not put that out there for you, Tara. Not put it out there. We're going to go with, so you're almost 37 weeks. We're going to put in the next three weeks of healing. You're going to, your body is healing. We're going to put that man out there glowing <laughs> thriving ready. pelvic ready. floor thriving. tight and turned <laughs> that's it we're ready we're ready for this we got this oh, yeah so, well we thought today we might talk about um something that tara and i often talk about and something that we've connected on a lot when you early in early motherhood yeah. that is relationship changes and that both of us now being two plus almost years into like two and a bit years into um, motherhood have gone through the waves of what it's like and are still going through the waves of how yeah. your relationships change, be it your partner, mm. husband, be it even friends, friends. and family. family. So we thought we might talk about that today. Should we jump in and start? Let's dive on in. If you are based on the Gold Coast, Bump Southport offers a community for all women. Whether you're returning to or starting your fitness journey, Bump has something for you. Particularly if you're pregnant or postpartum. And Tara, should we mention that you can have a shower after a class and even wash your hair while your kid is in the creche? And Kayla, don't worry about a towel because they supply them, as well as tea and coffee, and you can drink it while it's hot. I know, this sounds all too good to be true, but head on over to Bump Southport and check them out for yourself. As mentioned in the intro... We are going to discuss some relationship stuff today. Look at us getting all like <laughs> getting therapy. Getting all deep, therapy-like. Yeah, we're, we're in a bit of that one of those moods just right in a second. We'll come back to Earth. We've just had a little bit of a laugh. Um, okay. Yeah, so we did want to talk about this because it is something, like we said before, um, that it goes in waves. Like we, yeah. I know for me personally and for you even, Tara, like it, I've seen it. Like it's like you go through periods of you're feeling really connected to whether it is your husband or your partner or it mm. is your friends. Everything's flowing and nice. Like and it yeah. feels like – you're connected and then it goes through waves where it feels like you are isolated and separated. And yeah. that we were just talking before about how um, there's this, one of the like core memories I have of our friendship is this one morning we went down to the park by the water and we were talking about the boys sleep and how hard it is. But a, a lot of that conversation centered around me particularly bringing up like with with Troy like with my husband how I just felt really unseen and it felt really unfair and like I was trying to be the best mother to my child and also to him but like not being able to meet his emotional needs Mm. and physical needs and all of this stuff and that I just remember feeling like that burden was so heavy at the time like it felt and I also I think at that point like the boys weren't even very old they were on solids actually I think Bo had just started he was like just picking it through that day so maybe five six months like I do remember that I remember that day pretty clearly too because I walked down and I remember I'd had a cry Mm. on the way down because I mentioned it like I just remember us hugging it out at one stage um and because it had been a rough night Mm. um and yeah I do remember that 
Yeah, I remember that too. I remember like, yeah, you got there. It was like we were just on the same wavelength that yeah. day. Like I think we both hugged and just kept crying. We did, like, we did. And it was like 6.30 in the morning. Yeah, like, I know. Yeah, Ridiculous. and it was, it, was, it was a hard but beautiful moment in that. Um, but yeah, it, it, I just remember like, and for you even, like what was it about that morning that got you to that point? Like, because I know for me it was like this burden of feeling like um, – I could, I had nothing more to give like, yeah. and I was trying, but it was never good enough. Like, yeah. and yeah, I can't remember exactly. But if I think, I think about that burden of like being a mum and just really feeling that like you just can't meet the needs of others. Yeah. And especially when you're in, I think the boys, I can't even, like you said, they mm, were young, they, they were, were under young. a year old. Yeah, definitely. Um, And I, I, I know I was just sleep deprived and yeah. I was just like on the way down, you know, when you just yeah. get overwhelmed, I was just walking. I'm like, I just need a bit of a cry. Like, yeah. you know, I just think sometimes we do need a cry just totally. to let it out. Um, but I do remember that because I'm like, you see, I think I passed another mum or something and you kind of give them that smile like, I feel your pain. And I was yeah. like, had sunglasses on, like yeah. trying to hide my tears. Mm. But yeah, it was just overwhelming of just like, you just get to that point in sleep deprivation where you're just like, I am, my body is tired. Like I'm screaming, yeah. I'm so tired. And as you go through motherhood, the sleep deprivation, you adjust like, but in that yes. first year particularly, but in, in those first few months, God, it's hard. And like. And trying to rationalize yeah. life. So when you're sleep deprived, and this is what I really had to become aware of was like knowing what my, like limits. what my limits were yeah. to like, Oh, that's right. I'm not actually, I, I need sleep. Like, yeah. like I'm coping I am not. on no sleep right now. And like, that's why things are feeling the way they feel. It's not actually what the reality of the situation is that I'm perceiving or whatever, but it's like, yeah, you just, it does, it impacts you a lot. Definitely. And like you're saying, like it impacts largely on relationships. Relationships. Yeah. Especially like, I know I've spoken about it in, I think the new build is that resentment feeling too mm. in the relationship? Because yeah. especially if you've got like Brent and I sleep in separate rooms mm. because I was always up with the baby. He was working weird hours, like long hours. Not that that's like an excuse or anything, but no, but I think it's good to talk about and normalize because I think that that is happening in households more than what is normally yeah. talked about. And it's almost like when you do become new parents and the dynamic in the bedroom in that sense of sleeping yeah. arrangements changes, you start to, I know I started to think like, Oh, there must be something wrong with us. Like, yeah. and even with Troy, um, like we all sleep in the same room, we co-sleep. And like, sometimes I'd be like, I think you need to go to sleep on the lounge so that you can get a good night's sleep. Cause he was working. Yeah. And like, we're well, working in my too, head, but I, like, that's how I rational. I'm like, yeah. well, one of us may as well get a good night's sleep. So, you, and it actually makes sense though. Yes. Like there's no point in two people where the one person, the, the second person who's not breastfeeding, who can't, yeah. who could be getting sleep, like surrender to that. And yeah. it's like, it actually works and there's nothing wrong with it. But I don't think a lot of people are talking about it. No. And like that thing of Brenton, like like in my mind, I'm like, well, you've got to go to work all day. and um, But then I'm also like, well, I've got to wake up and still do the same job. I may be a yes. stay-at-home mum, but I've still got to do that thing of like, I've had no sleep, but mm-hmm. I'm up and doing the same job and I have this person that I've got to keep alive. Yeah. And that's where I think like the resentment can start to build if you're not mm-hmm. like aware of it. I think you're right. I think that when you start to not feel seen by your partner mm. and incidentally they don't feel seen by you, the resentment builds. Yeah. And when there's resentment, there's disconnection. Yeah, definitely. And it's like with the resentment, what I see in like the pattern in my relationship and what we've also talked about too is like, you, you keep going with life though. Like things yeah. look good on the surface yeah, and like, you're like, well, I'm just going to keep, cause you just, you do, you keep going and it builds underneath. And sometimes what has to happen though, is like those really tough conversations mm. and not even with your partner, but with yourself to be like, what do I need right yeah. now? So that when you're honoring your own needs first and kind of letting go of, okay, but what does my partner think if 
I do this or yeah. if I don't do that, but what do I actually need? You start to fill your cup back up. So then there's less resentment for them. Yeah. That's what I found anyway, in my journey. Yeah. And look, I've gotten, I definitely have got better with it, mm. but I had a flashback. This mm-hmm. is not a flashback. It was like, <laughs> I was in it um, this weekend because I was, I'm sick, obviously. I've been talking yeah. about it for weeks. Yeah. Ever since we went to that freaking play center. Just one I thing told you it was a bad idea. Oh my God. Oh I my told God. you it was a bad idea. But anyway, anyway I won't be a Brenton. Okay. I will let it go. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. I reckon yeah. Brenton's put the evil eye on me um, for taking <laughs> Bo to the play center. <laughs> That's a spell. <laughs> oh my god! Um, so I on the weekend, like I've had this hanging around for like a couple of weeks or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Brenton woke up on the I think it was the Sunday, and Bo went off Monday. Bo went to walk into his bedroom, and Brenton's like, "Oh, don't let Bo in the bedroom. Like I'm really sick, and I don't want you to catch whatever I've got." And mind you, Bo and I had both had everything under the sun. And I was mm-hmm. like, "Well, you know, if anyone's going to get sick from anyone, you, you've probably got what we've got, so it's all good." He's like, no, nah, just like I'm just really sick, and like he like vomits, like given he had a vomit or something. So he literally just stayed in the room the whole day, maybe two days, if I'm honest. And I could just feel the tension inside of me because mm. I'm 36 and a half, well, 36 weeks pregnant at this stage. Mm-hmm. I rang my sister, and she's like, "Oh, how are you going?" And I just burst into tears. This is when Bo mm. was having a nap. Yeah, stuck my head into Brent and said, "Bo's having a nap. Mm-hmm. I'll go to the shops." Yeah, because it never stops. Space. Yeah, someone's yeah. got to do it. And then I rang my sister and she's like, oh, how are you going? And I was just burst into tears. And I'm like, I'm just like, you know, when you can't speak. Yeah, it's like and I'm just like, I'm 36 weeks pregnant. I've got a chest infection. I'm just struggling a little bit. And then Brenton's sleeping in a room all day or yeah. like watching Netflix. Like I had all these amazing ideas of what he was doing in that room. He probably felt sick as a dog vomiting the whole time. I swear to God, I just didn't have the capacity. I'd been looking after myself, looking after Bo. Mm-hmm. I, at that stage, I was like, I'm not even sticking my head in asking, hey, are you okay? Because I can't do that can't because do I'm that right angry. Now. Yeah. And like, I felt bad because I know Brenton works all week and he's trying to get better to go to work because he supports the family. But it's just these stories. And I was just at that breaking point where I'm like, I just needed to cry it out. I need to mm-hmm. talk to somebody. And, you know, got over it in the end. But I just was. I was just like, mums or main caregivers, people, like the default parent, mm-hmm. like it is hard. Mm. And it does come up and it's like you're at this point in life. I remember seeing a reel or something about it on Instagram, like where you're housemates, basically. Mm. There is like a – and you've just got to ride with it because mm. – but then, you know, sometimes those housemates really piss you off when they go sleeping <laughs> through their sicknesses. And I just think if I had a day to like, you know – and then I think he said to me yesterday the day before, he's like, what are you doing tomorrow? You really need a rest. And I was like – my head like flipped like the exorcist. Yeah. Like rest. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Like, yeah. I mean, yes, I can go to try and have an hour nap here and there, but – like, yeah, I think, and that's the thing is like, it does come back to that whole sense of not seeing ourselves like as in, and not feeling seen by the other person either. So yeah. like also tapping into guilt too, because yeah. it's like, there's a part of you that you're, you acknowledge like, oh, he's sick. So like, as mm. much as you were angry, you're also like, I can't even like, you're sick. Yes. So there was a party that was like, obviously wanting to let him rest, but you're like, mother. I want to rest. Like I know. I, like, I want to rest. I'm I'm so yes. not rested. And for I'm only going to share my journey, but I've lived in that resentment and that, and I still go through it. Like hmm. I'm still going through it at this point. But I think at the end of the day, something that instead of this being like about who goes to work and who's the primary caregiver and the default parent, mm. like almost those stories kept me kept us stuck too in yeah. our relationship because it was like. I'm this and you're that and I yeah. and I don't get this and you don't get that, that tit for tat, that back box, forward. Like you're like, in a box. Yeah, <laughs> and I think 
it doesn't mean that you're both going to be on the same page and that like mm. your partner straight away is like you're going to start serving yourself and they're going to be like oh my god you're amazing for doing that definitely yes. not but I think it starts with us as like for me it had to start for me to be like I've got to drop these guilt stories I've got to drop if I'm res- if I have resentment it's almost like now as soon as I get that like tense like this exorcist flip yeah, thing man. I'm like oh got to serve me like yeah. you're not going to do it because I'm the adult like you're yeah. an adult I'm an adult that I have an inner child that is really pissed at you right now. Yeah. Like just wants to rip your head off, but I need to serve me first and to come with more compassion for myself mm. to go like, what do I need? And yes, it feels like the groceries need to be done. And like there are certain things yeah. in our lives that have to keep happening, but also where can we give ourselves grace? Yeah. Because then I found in my relationship for the most part, <laughs> I laugh because we're at one of those crutch points again, <laughs> where it's like we're button heads, but we're good. Um, it's like, the more you have that for yourself, the less it takes, the, the resentment does come, the walls come down Yeah, over time. But it's also one of those things of wanting to be seen. Yes. Like I know that he's like, we've talked about Brenton being immune mm-hmm. compromised. Like, yeah. So he does. I know he gets really sick. Yeah. Um, but it's the fact that I felt like I wasn't being seen yeah. and it's not, he has, he's not like, I understand that like what we do with our kids. Yeah. I understand that yep. you were sick and you're like pregnant and you're like, you're working really hard and I really appreciate that. Totally. And I'm sorry, but I need this day. Like mm-hmm. it was, a, it was like, it wasn't even questioned. Like, mm-hmm. do you, what do you need from me? Kind what do you of thing. need? Yeah. It was just like, don't come in the room. I'm sick. Yeah. And I'm like, I've been sick for like three weeks, but obviously he thinks he's more sick. And then that's why it turns into this story. But it's that whole thing of just wanting to be seen and yeah. heard and being like, like, I really appreciate what you've been doing yes. while you're sick. And, and that was the conversation and, we were having before, yeah. right? About how, yeah, like what, what are those conversations going to look like? Like, how can we get that happening? Like yes. we were, you and I were having yeah. that conversation before this because it's like, how do we, we get our partners to see us in the ways we want to be seen? Yeah. Because there are going to be times where like either side reverts back to being a little toddler basically and doesn't yeah. know how to manage and just goes, I'm doing this. But like, yeah, in that moment, it's so valid for you to want to be seen. And it's important for you to, to feel seen. Yeah. You know, like it's important that your partner sees you. And it's like, this is the stuff though that I think coming back to how this all happens and when it changes in motherhood, like yeah. no one talks about this shit before you have a kid. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> True. It's all like baby clothes, bassinets, like, yeah. you know, and a lot of people Must talk have about, items. And you know that line of like when you have a child, I, I heard so many people say this, when you have a baby, you will grow so much more love for your partner. Oh yeah. When does that happen? <laughs> My point exactly. No, no. And I, like yes, but yes. Though, you do. You see question. them differently because you see them as a parent, and yep. you see them with your child, and you're like, oh my god, this it is. It's a beautiful thing, but also it, there is there a are points like this, like yeah. yeah. And I think this is why this conversation is so important because yes, it's magical, and yes, you see them thrive as a father and yeah. all of this stuff. But there are parts that it gets really hard. Yeah, like you the other day where you were like, I, I probably don't feel like I love you right now like I'm angry like I'm yeah. I, I and it's valid like yeah. you know you're allowed to because yeah you've got a lot you're trying to manage and like you said you were just getting on with it as the mother like mm. at that day where I was down at the park with you and I'm like I was carrying the burden you were carrying the burden yeah you were like I'm doing it all like I'm holding the fort and now you're just like I'm yeah. tapping out like yeah exactly I want to tap out it's I know. That, that, yeah like, I like it's what that, I wouldn't give like that was more was like I think yeah. I was just a bit jelly let's be honest yeah like, what I wouldn't give just lay in bed all day and watch totally. Netflix and like I said he was probably feeling awful but still I was just that was where like I yeah. was like then so it's just funny like how you really do have those ways Mm-hmm. And it was only now, like, obviously everything's back to normal again. And 
I'm still sick, but you know, that's life. <laughs> um, Brent's, Brent's back, back at work. work. <laughs> He's still sick, but like life goes on. Life goes on. We'll probably um, have a new bloody And I think that um, it's good to have like for you and I have been like through our friendship and over the years, like having these conversations because for some friendships as well, and this is where mm. relationships change when you become a mum, like friendships that are like this where you can be really raw and see that like you can have hard conversations with your partner and you can have difficult times yeah but things are still okay yeah but like you will come in these waves and go in and out and that you're still gonna be all right like yeah that's good like I, th- I think you know for me I've had a lot of friendships that have fallen away because mm. it's some people are just still caught up in life's everything's fine yes like we're just gonna keep rolling with life and like the conversation never really goes into the hard stuff so yeah. it's like when you become a mum, you only have a certain amount of time to give and you're yeah. gonna give to the connections that serve you and well, I was going to say that, like, that's really interesting when you become a mum too, how quickly you can grow really strong relationships, like mm-hmm. compared to like, you yeah. build these friendships over years. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I'm still best friends with some of my friends from primary school and high school, but then you have kids and you meet new mums and like, like I've got mm. this amazing group of mum friends who have mm-hmm. kids all the same age and how quickly you connect. Yeah. Like in the sense that like what might take you five years without kids, because you're just going you're in this, you're in it together. Mm-hmm. You open up so quickly. Like I remember yeah. the first mother's group. We talked laugh about it before. It's like, do you have a C-section? Yeah, I had a third degree tear. You're yeah. talking about vaginas, boobs. You're seeing everyone's nipples. Yeah, it's just a very um, like an organic. Time. Like it's a, but it's so quick. Yeah, how you can fall into these. You know, yeah. and because it's funny because my high school best friend Nikki called me the other day and she's like. Look, I'm starting to get a bit jealous of your friend Kayla, okay? <laughs> and my sister said it. My sister said it before. She's like, "How's your best friend Kayla?" And I'm just—it's so funny because like they obviously because we've yeah. lived up here. Yeah, they don't know true. you. Like it's yeah. weird to have like I've got such a good like close friendship with you. Yeah, but they don't know you like they should because yes. they're in Melbourne. Yeah, so it's quite funny how they perceive they it. Perceiving it, yeah, because they're probably, sorry guys. That is I've got enough funny. love to share around. You do. Everyone just wants your love, Tara. That's nice. <laughs> it, it's the perception though, right? Like because because we're not best friends. I don't like Kayla. I don't even like you, Tara. I know. What are you talking about? Get out of my house. You're not even on my favourite scissors <laughs> on my phone. What are you talking about? No. Um, but it is interesting because, like, I was going to say, like, you know, it is that connection, though. Um, I was going to say something about, like, what their perception is, but it doesn't matter. Point is, we are best friends. And, um, no, but what, what I will say is, though, like, it is the connection like ours where mm. it's like I – you have been there in some of my hardest moments in my life. Like, I've yeah. gone through some really hard stuff in the last six months and, like, you've been there and it's like, I've known you for two years, like, yeah. you know, and like you were there even at that point in the park, like yeah. so raw, so vulnerable. And with some of my friends who were childhood friends, like I would have never have yeah. been that vulnerable. So it's nice. Like that's the beautiful side of motherhood that it can connect it you in such deep ways. Definitely. But it's also one of those things, it's funny. I've been thinking about a lot because being pregnant, I've noticed in like the last month, I become, I get more into myself too mm. and I don't have as much to give, yeah. obviously, because mm-hmm. I'm about to give. I've literally looked at the calendar and I'm like, oh, I've got three and a half weeks. Look how full it is. What am I going to, I haven't impacted, like I said, I was starting to pack my nappy bag, my baby bag, whatever, freaking hospital bag, whatever that thing is. I haven't done that yet. I've got shit on the bed, like bits and pieces, but I'm yeah. like, I need to put this together. Yeah. I need to put it together. And I just, I do pull away a little bit mm. because, you know, when I do have my downtime too, especially if not feeling well. Like phone calls can take a lot out. It sounds ridiculous. And like, it's hard for me because a lot of my friends are in Melbourne. Mm. So phone calls, like that's how we connect. Mm -hmm. But, and I I know my good friends that we've been, and their mums too. I've had kids like probably later in life than Mm -hmm. they, like they've got a lot of grown, like a lot of them have grown kids. 
So they know what I'm going through as well. Mm-hmm. We might speak once every six months, but they're still like me in the world to me. And I still yeah. love you. And it's just that moment in time, mm-hmm. which you see posts about all the time, things like that. It's like, you know, I love you. And if, I, if they need me, I'm there for them. Mm-hmm. But also like, you know, I'm in it. Yeah. And I think it comes back to as well, when you become a mum, you are so much more aware of your own energy. Yeah. You, as much as we can build resentment, you know, and all that kind of stuff, at the end of the day, you do develop a heightened sense of my own energy and knowing how much you have to give. And like naturally for where you are just about to give birth, it's normal to go inward at this time. But bringing to the point of like phone calls and, you know, social interactions, it's like you've only got a cup of so much and a lot of that gets poured into your child yep. and to your partner generally, like within the household dynamic. Yeah. So then, yeah, you're going to be more likely to close off to certain things. And I think it's, I look back to like the younger version of me that said yes to everything and everyone yeah. and felt guilty all the time. And like, again, another beautiful yes. part of motherhood is like, even though it is hard to learn how to say no, it's also very profound when you're like wow my energy is very sacred and important to yeah. me and i can honor that yeah and i could also use my kid as an excuse to get out of everything <laughs> <laughs> yes yes yeah, sorry my kid shit their yeah, no, I can't sorry. Come. like i'm late because i used to do that all the time i'm gonna be honest i used to be like oh like elliot's done a shit i was just running late yeah. i just couldn't say yeah. yeah i'm like i'm running late I mind care. you bo is one of those kids who loves oh. to shit in a fresh nappy so i put a fresh <laughs> nappy on him and he does a shit and i'm like oh my god i'm never changing a nappy before we leave the house again Oh my God, that's um, hilarious. But it's true what you're saying about the no. And I, we were having this conversation the other day and mm. I heard somewhere on Instagram, because that's all I watch these days, um, is that no is a full sentence. Oh, that was the best thing you said to me last week. And it's just like, yes. it's so tr- like, mm-hmm. let that drop in. No, that's all I need to say. I don't need to say no, I've got this, this, blah, just no. Yes, there's no justification because that's leaking energy just having to justify a no. And it comes back to being the people pleaser and the good girl and like, but oh, that was very profound when you said that. I I am quite a profound person thanks to Instagram. (laughs) Instagram reels, (laughs) very profound. It's also one of those things too, like I think with relationships, there's the negative like in the sense like relationships get hard, Mm. but there's also the positive that comes out of it. Mm -hmm. Like with different people, like I know, I mean, I've always had a really good relationship with my mum, but when I had Bo and she was here in like in it with me for, you know, three or four weeks, just how much I appreciated what she did for me and mm-hmm. like things like that. So you grow stronger in connection, yeah. I guess. And um, having kids, understanding your friends who have kids too. Yes. Because beforehand I was just like a workaholic. I did so many hours. And I'm, I'm so tired. Like what are these people with kids talking about? Mm. They're tired. Well, if Tara could go back in time yeah. and like replace the words that came out of my mouth back then, <laughs> she would eat her word because seriously – there was it's nothing just, like it's one of those things you just can't know until you go it's, through it's it. true but you're right like it gives you perspective yeah it gives you perspective to your own parents to your friends yeah um and for you like having your mum here in that time like you said it, it made you feel like this you're so grateful to have yeah. your mother in that way for me not having my mum around that time it, what it has given me though is so much perspective on who she is as a person so like to be able to see my mother for the beautiful part she is, even in the hard things that we've been through. Yep. So I think that through what we go through, it's like, like you were just saying, like there's just so much beauty in this transition mm. of relationships and how they shift and change too. Yeah. So that's been, yeah, it is something that I think as much as like I mentioned earlier, that comment of like seeing your growing love for your partner and loving them like you would never love them before and that, there's the dark side. There's also that really nice side too, like and being able to connect on different levels with your yeah. partner when you get there. Like, yeah, I, I think 
I think I've talked about it before, possibly in a podcast episode earlier about my birth story maybe. But when I was about, I can't remember the exact, I think it was around five, six months postpartum and I went and saw a psychologist for like motherhood issues. Yeah. <laughs> I probably did have like postnatal anxiety. But yeah. um, she said to me at the time, in the first two years of motherhood particularly, and I'm just going to continue that for motherhood because yep. I don't think that has a time frame. But she said to me, you're going to go through, it's like you with your partner, like we'll just talk about direct in the household, other caregiver, yep. um, your life partner. Um, you're going to go through feeling like very close, like an imagine it like, um, yeah. like almost like water coming together. And then it's like when Moses parts the sea and then you yeah. go so far away from each other yeah. and then you come back and she's like, it's this wave of in, out, in, out, in, out. And you just got to learn to ride that wave. Yeah. And I think for me, someone who has been so used to control yeah. before becoming a mother <laughs> and controlling everything in my life, learning to ride that wave was hard. Yeah. You know, it did trigger lots in me of like abandonment issues and yeah. thinking that everything was falling apart, but actually it's like, no, it's okay. Like, yeah to learn that to ride that wave of the highs and the lows and the, and the outward and to respect that like I need space yeah, and that Troy might need the space too. Yeah. I think it's really interesting parenting together as well. No matter what part of those ebbs and flows you're at, you've still got the main, like cool. you know, you've still got your little person there that you're working towards. towards. And it's nice to have that common ground. Yeah. Like that's something that we always come back to, like what are we doing and like why are we doing this? And yeah. you always come back to them. Exactly. And I think we've been really like, trying to become more self-aware and mm. we talk about a lot like our parenting styles and mm-hmm. what we're trying to you know achieve obviously no one's perfect we're yeah. just putting little things in place and mm-hmm. just having that you know connection in that sense like I felt like we've done well talking about our like what we want for Bo and mm-hmm. how we want to we pull each other up if we think like not that we think we're doing it wrong but no if, but it's not aligned, if we're trying we're... if we've talked about what we want to do yeah um and then someone else like go and you know we say something else because we don't want to confuse him either like mm-hmm. you're trying that's the hardest thing it's like oh it's so hard isn't it when oh you think God. you've had a conversation about something and then yeah. one of you do something and you're like what the yeah what, what? Is, yeah <laughs> and then like we you know you teach him not to throw and it's so funny because brenton like throws everything um and i didn't realize how much we threw things until we started telling Bo not to throw things We've learned like you can throw the ball. There are certain things that can be thrown, but when you piff and matchbox cars across the room, <laughs> but then Brenton, when he's like packing stuff up, he's like, Pegging match- it. like, and I'm just like, well, I can't tell Bo to stop throwing because we're doing it. Although Bo will turn around and go, stop throwing dad. And I'm like, mm, yes, he gets <laughs> that from us, yeah. but like he still does it. So just, it's funny. Like little, with little things like that. Mm, totally feel that. Yeah. It's funny how your kids bring you so much self-awareness. Yeah. Like, and it's almost like, Again, I try and see it like this because it could be seen as a hard thing. But I like for Troy and I, we've been together since we were 18. We're now 32. Yeah. Troy's about to turn 33. And that's a long time. That's a good job. You've done well. We've done well. But like, it I think like, it's a long you time. You were kids when you were like, totally. You met. Yeah. We're babies. And I think that, our, and we've always like, we've had hard times, but we've also like achieved so much. And our relationship is beautiful and it's great. And, but there's been a lot of stuff where like having Elliot, it brings those things that you, if you've been in a long-term relationship or even not, mm. but I think if you've been in somewhat of a long-term relationship before you have children, you get yeah. very set in your ways. You get very Absolutely. set in how you, your dynamic is yep. and they shake that. Oh. And you could see that as like, you could see that as the breaking point. Yeah. I can see how people fall apart in that first year of parenthood. Absolutely. It happens. Like, I think more often than we even know. Yeah, I think so too. And I and I, I do want to talk about that because like I know for us still now we are being shaken. Yeah. And 
really having to face some like stuff between us. It's not when we, when we were both out of it, we're like, this is, we love each other. And like, you know, this isn't even big and mm. it's not really, but it is the small stuff. That's all the resentment, all the yeah. anger that sat there for years of being together for like yeah. 15 years. Like it's, history. It's, it's history and it's getting yeah. shaken up because it's, it's because of having a, a child that the dynamic doesn't work anymore. Yeah. The dynamic shifts. Yeah. And you've got to like look at, well, are we going to shift with the dynamic and are we going to grow yep. and learn and change and reflect and become more aware and all of that? Or does it fall away? Yeah. And I think that's where, yeah, people can get really stuck and go, oh, we don't work as a couple. We yeah. are, you know, we're not meant to be and all of that yep. kind of stuff. And I think that it's natural and normal to have those thoughts and especially for if you've been in a long-term relationship where it has been pretty, like, yeah. fine. like. Um, but it's that whole thing too of, like, you go through your own change. Like, you know, like we talk about all the time, like when you become a mother, you're like, mm-hmm. who am I? Oh what gosh, is yeah. life? Like, yeah. and it takes like a good two bit years to yeah. look, I still like, I'm about to have another baby. So I'm about to lose it. I'm starting to feel like maybe I could do <laughs> this. Maybe I could do that. And I'm like, bow, bow. <laughs> um, just hold that thought, Tara. You've got another few years to go. Well, I still think though, just on that point, I think that if you look at the transition from like the, like the maiden to the mother, that's essentially what it yes. is. You, you've already there, like you've cracked yeah. open to a point. So oh, having yeah. your second, you, you, it's, it's like you said it the other day when you were talking about um, what your midwife said about the birthing and like the trees are already the woods, being Get the woods, the trees. The, the woods are already cut. The, like, path, the, the path's already there. Yeah. But when you first go into motherhood, that path is like, oh my God. Yeah. It's a maze. Oh, it's wow. Not it's no like way. A, it ain't no way. You were lost in like, yeah. Yeah. Something. Sorry. So going back to what you were saying about. But I was just, yeah, I was just saying it's such a hard transformation on mm. your own. Yes. Let but alone. then you've got to learn to trans, like your partner, like you're not the same person. You mm-hmm. will never be the same mm-hmm. person because you're a mum now. Like it's, mm. the world is very different mm-hmm. and they're going to be different too because you're a dad. Yeah. But I think, yeah, for like women especially, like yes. it's very, you lose that identity at first. You're mm-hmm. like, like you said, the ma- the mother and the maiden. It's like, yep. who am I? Mm-hmm. So you're trying to deal with that, but then you've got to, you know, raise your child and then you've oh, got to. The pressure. Yeah. The pressure of like trying to keep everyone happy and you can't, let's be honest. And I think that is a part of this shakeup that our children bring us is like, that's a pattern in us mm. that doesn't serve us. But from being young children, we learn that we need to please everyone to keep the love. Yeah. And it's like, oh, actually I can go and take time for myself yeah. as a mother and still be a worthy mother. Yeah. Like, and you know, and unpacking all of that bloody Pandora's box of like oh what it's God. like to not keep people happy. Like, yeah. but in the beginning, yes. that cloud and that burden that I was talking about for me that day where I was like, I can't, you know, keep Troy happy. I can't meet his emotional yep. needs and I can't be there for everyone in the family. It came from me not filling my cup because I was trying to please everybody else first. Yeah. Like, yep. and it really is a big shakeup. I think when you go into motherhood of learning and it takes time and it's, I think it's an ongoing thing and it will be an ever ongoing thing as a mother. Cause there will always be the mom guilt there. Yeah. But to actually learn how to serve yourself yep. and to honor yourself, to know that if you're honoring yourself, you can then pour into the cup around yeah. you. But yes, before you become a mother, we are in that phase of life where you've got only yourself to worry about. Oh my God. In the Living sense that like, free. yeah, in the <laughs> sense that like you do have other people around you, but yes. you very much can, can tend to your needs to a yeah, degree, a it. lot more on your own timeline yeah. than when you have a child. But I think it also weeds out certain people too. When you become a mum. I think, mm-hmm. you know, you put obviously what's important yep. changes very yep. much. So mm-hmm. um, you realize like, you know, in life, it's the bigger thing. Like you understand a lot more. And I do believe there are people who come into your life for a reason and for a time and a moment and um, off they go again. Yep. But I do think it, you know, brings everything into perspective and mm. you appreciate, like I said, 
they just have to, you have to understand where people are at and they're yep. in their lives. And it's like, well, I might not speak to you for a long time, but I still love you. And I'm mm. here for you if you need me. Yep. That totally, kind of thing. Totally resonates. And I think, again, it's part of that like maturing part of our mind that is no longer a teenage uh, that's like, oh, you know, friends, you know, they should do this. And there's all these expectations. BFFs for life. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you drop the expectation when you become a mum because yeah. your expectations, well, to a degree, I think. I think if you are bringing in a lot of self-awareness, you start to go, yeah. oh, hang on a minute, like – I can't even meet these expectations for myself. So how can people, yeah. other people? I haven't brushed my hair today. I can't yes. just start a phone call and like. How talk. good is it? Like when you said about that, you walked past that mum that day that you were feeling a bit off too. How good is it though? Like I remember that feeling of like, it was the hardest time going into motherhood because of that, you know, the whole yeah. transition and transformation into someone you don't even know basically. Yeah. But I remember being like, whoa, this band of mothers. Yes. Like how amazing is that it? That is so true. And even now again, like being pregnant, mm-hmm. I feel like you don't see any pregnant people until you get pregnant yeah. and then you're like, oh my God, everybody's pregnant. Yeah. And you just like look at people, you give them that look like, yeah, hi, oh, yeah. I wonder if it's your first or second. Like mm-hmm. it's, um, it is, it is quite. I think like, cause like we were saying within, within our like closest partnership being our, like with our husbands at times we don't feel seen and all of that, but yeah. it is so nice to be so seen by other mothers. Like yeah. to just to be able to rock up and like, yeah, not have your hair done and not have yeah. to even say anything. Like, exactly. Yeah. But to come before being a mother where it's like having less self-awareness and more self-criticism because you are just so focused on yourself when exactly. you're not a mother. You've got time to be. Yeah, you're like, like, oh, I can't ever go out of the house like this. And like, I've got to be doing that. Like today I literally rocked up to your house in tears, mascara running down my face. And I'm like, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> here I'm coughing up lungs. Sorry. I'll help you. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, before becoming one, there's no way I would have let that side of me be shown. Yeah. It's not good enough. I can't do that. I've got to look a certain way. I've got to have the they mask on all the time. They I won't be my friend. Yeah. I'm going to look crazy. I'm going to this, I'm going to that. No. Yeah. No, I mean, I you're can... crazy, but I love you. Thank you. <laughs> you're always welcome to show up here in tears. It's Thank fun. you. But yeah, like it's, it's, you do learn and it's like, I learned Less that. Less pressure on yourself. Like because yeah. you're so focused on someone else and you're not that in that ego yeah. of me, 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 me. Mm-hmm. Like it is that thing of like, well, I can let that go a little bit. Yeah. And you know, if you don't like what we said on the show before, if you don't like it, then leave bye. it. Bye. Because you yeah. don't care. Because you're exactly. like, hey, I've got time. time. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got someone else on my dance card. It's fine. <laughs> totally. Oh, it is nice to sit and reflect and like, I think it is, um, it's one of those things where you don't get time often to sit and reflect. Yeah. Um, but when you do, it makes those darker times sometimes feel a little lighter and like, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's that whole thing, whole thing of, um, you know, to, to see the light, you've got to yeah, see the dark because totally. you can't appreciate it. And the good times, like mm-hmm. if everything was just good all the time, yeah. we wouldn't have any appreciation for it because it'd be like, well, this is. Standard. I know, but I will say I'm a little bit pissed off at the universe. No, <laughs> but I, I will say every time. So I think it was like Sunday. I think it was Sunday. I can't remember. Who knows what day it was. It was a day recently. doesn't matter what day it is. I literally like looked at Troy and like Elliot was there and I said to him, I was like, oh, things are flowing so good for us. Like, well, there's your bloody mistake <laughs> right there. Fool. Who I says that I, out to the universe out loud? I thought I was having gratitude. Oh like, my God. I was like, I literally, cause like, so for Troy and I, like I used to, run a business Troy run we had two businesses like he yep. had his I had mine yep um I I like kind of transitioned in the end to like doing less of mine and helping him but it was more like I was going to become a mom and we mm. we never really talked about how it was going to work like yeah I'm just very much hopeful in that way but I was like oh we both have this common goal of like we want to be able to both be involved in parenting Elliot yet in the day-to-day like as in like yeah um 
so kind of like what it does look like now, which yeah. is why I had gratitude in that moment where like Troy does spend two days a week with him, like yeah, um, in the during the like Monday to Friday, he does do two days of the week, and um, on those days I work and whatever. But yeah, the 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 point why I was so grateful at that time was because like what I realized was going into motherhood. I had this image of what that was going to be. Like mm-hmm. I thought I was going to be the old me that was like yeah. full striver, high achiever. Do like, it all. Doing it all. Yep. And you know, I know there's a message that's getting around that saying mums can do it all. And amen if you're doing that. But exactly. also it is so okay if you're not doing it all. And yeah. I really you're come to terms. doing one thing at a time. That's fine. Yeah. Come to terms with like, that's not the version that I want to be of me yep. as a mother. I want to be actually more of like just able to go with the flow like yeah. as in i know that's a very broad term but like for what that looks like in our dynamic All right, is spiritual barbie she's back <laughs> she's back bitch. No, um, um, no what i was saying what i mean is like troy and i very much like he works but he works from home and like so sometimes it is nice when he can come in and help me with yes. something and then the same where it's like if it's my in inverted commas work day sometimes things pop up that he needs to do and like being able to be in that dance with each other i see it as this nice dance and we were literally dancing through the week and yeah. it was feeling so good and then yeah the universe i i said i said it out loud mm, i was like oh things that are lion's gate opened damn lion's gate no <laughs> but yes it um that and that's the thing like i don't think we talk about too is like a lot of times when you become a mum, like mm. it's not even like to the whole crisis of who the hell am I, <laughs> but it's like that work thing. It's like yeah. you've been so – like I, I was the same. I worked – like I said, I had kids later in life, having kids later in life because mm-hmm. I'm old as. Uh, I'm a geriatric mother according to the hospital system. It's so wrong, but go on. So wrong. Uh, I, young at heart. That's the main thing. Okay, guys. Um, and it's like I worked like in – I did really long hours – Worked my way up at every company I worked for. Mm. Was all about career and mm. like I, one of my aunties even said one time she's like oh, I didn't think you had kids like we we're gonna have kids I thought you'd always be a career woman mm. something like that mm. and I'm like you can still be I think you can still be a career woman and be a mum I've totally. chosen at the moment not to because I don't know how I would manage it but also just to just for a second I think that you can in the sense that this is a season yeah, like now exactly. I've started to realize that this part of the season for both you and I it sounds like we're like yeah. okay. We're not going to be that career focused, but I can still see in my mind that once my child now, and if I have any more, once they're out of this like early childhood years, you can still move into more career focus. Yeah. But also I didn't like the career I was in. Yeah. Like I was just doing it because I was good at it, Mm -hmm. got paid well. Mm -hmm. Um, Just, and that's the whole, it's a story. Yeah. And it's like, well, if anything, motherhood has taught me that I don't want to do that. I don't want to do what I was doing. I wasn't enjoying it. Um, So it's, you think about that before and then, but you do have this thing too in your relationship. It was like, I'm not working, they're yeah. working. So there's this dynamic change of yeah. like, I've always worked my whole life and had my own money and yeah. done stuff like that. But now you rely on someone else and that's really hard. And that's where a lot of the relationship issues are mm-hmm. because you are relying on this other person like money-wise, mm-hmm. you know, emotionally. Like it's, it's a huge. Lot. It, what comes to me is like it's a loss of independence. It feels. Yeah. I feel like that. Like for you and I, we've talked about this yeah. before. Like we were the same worked had our own money very yep. independent like yeah, we were definitely. in a relationship but we were very hyper independent women like yeah absolutely could fend for ourselves yeah sorry baby, baby. kicking <laughs> kick my guts um hyper independent yep. very much yeah so then you go into this this season yeah for mm-hmm. both of us where we're like we don't want to be that version of us we yeah. want to fall into and surrender to being a mother yeah. in the sense of the mother that is more stay at home, yeah. that is more present in that time, at yeah. that, in that way, which means it is letting go and allowing uh, somebody else to support us. Yeah. And what's hard is that like when things are going well, 
in my relationship, and I'm sure it's the same as yours, there is no resentment from our husbands. Yeah. They are like all for it. They're oh, like, they see us. Exactly. They're like, yeah. you're at home. You're, you're raising our son as he yes. wants to be, as we want to raise him together. Yeah. Like you're on the same page, but then their resentment builds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then they say something. Yeah. Oh, well, you're just at home living the dream. That yes. kind of thing. Like, like oh, you can rest because I've got to go to work like that. And like, that's yeah. where that comes back to. It's as much as it's our journey to raise self-awareness. Yeah. Our husbands have to too. Like yeah. it's a journey for them. And like, that's where it does get hard. I will, I, I, I feel that of like, it has been hard for me to yeah. let go of like not having that income yeah. to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I am still working essentially. Yes. And but that's just, the thing. I feel like sometimes like I went back and studied mm. and that was my whole thing of being like, well, I need to, I want to contribute. To so something. I'm going to, I need to do something. I'm one of those, I just yeah. needed to do something. So I went and studied and then I got work as a teacher. I just obviously just finished that recently and I loved it. I'm so glad I found that. And obviously it's not the season for it. Like I've got my qualification now. I I will do and go back to that one day. And I realize that I'm also very lucky Mm -hmm. that I don't have to go back to work. Like Mm -hmm. I know there are people out there who have to go back to work like months after they've had their babies. Um, And hats off to you because that'd be hard. So hard. So I, I understand we're so grateful that I can choose to be a stay at home mom. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there's that polar thing. It's like, well, yep. I'm grateful, but also sometimes like you feel bad, like for not working and whatnot, totally. um, contributing, but I think it comes back to with you, especially with like that, you had already recognized that what you were doing before you became a mum wasn't serving you and you didn't even really recognize it at the time. It was after yeah. now that this has led you to like exploring something else and you found a real passion for it and yeah. you love it. But then you've also trusted that like, I've got that now. And yeah. I can still be in this like phase yeah. of just honoring this part of motherhood. Yeah. And I must say like the industry, I was in, obviously in the construction industry and I did a lot of hiring and um, firing, yeah. <laughs> no, but I went through a lot of resumes and things with, you know, um, the higher ups. And can I tell you though, this is what put the fear in my mind is that when people look at resumes with big gaps in them, mm. they question them and they're usually put to the side pretty quickly. Which is such a shitty thing about like our system and motherhood. There's so many like oh my God. broken parts of there it, is. there is. And yeah. it's the first thing people look at. They like want to mm. see the age of the person. They want to see if they've got young kids because if yeah. they've got young kids, they're going to have to have time off because kids yeah. get sick, as we know. They yeah. get sick all the time. Yeah. Um, so I must admit, like you leave the work force for a while Mm -hmm. but you need to get back financially it is hard to get back in if you leave it for too long Mm. depending on what industry especially like the construction industry is not female friendly they try and make out it is but still got a long way to go yeah um i actually have a friend of mine who she um works in queensland rail and it's the same she like had her time off raising her son and then she had worked as a train driver for 10 years yeah but then just recently had to go back and do her full training again yeah purely just because she had her time off as a mother yeah like it, it's hard in that sense. Um, and I think there's a part of my mind and it's just because of the journey that I've taken away from working for others and working yep. in my own business and really diving into that entrepreneurial side of life mm. that um, I sit here and I'm just, it, it's taken me a while, but to really know that like you don't need it, like the resume doesn't matter and like yeah. you can create the life yeah. you want to live, whatever that looks like, you know, like and – while it is hard when you feel restrained by having to be employed and having yeah. to find an income, like there is always a way. Yeah. You know, there's and it's like, way. it's funny. Like but it all is those, sucky though. The podcasts that we do, the mums in business ones. Yeah. It's funny how all those business sprouted from having a child. Excuse me. Um, 
it's come from being a mum wanting to create yes. your own life and work around that. Yeah, and I think that yeah, – sorry, I'm not to cough. <laughs> Don't make me laugh, I cough Sorry, first. but yes, you're right and that's – okay. Now I, I kind of – I have to admit I was like sitting with a bit of guilt when I was saying that because I was like, oh, what if there are mums out there that really do feel stuck? But I think this is where motherhood strips you back and it will actually say to you, what do you want in life? It's like with you, mm. you're like, I don't want to be in construction anymore. Yeah. Yes, you haven't cracked off and started a business, but you've still shifted. And it's like... It's coming. It's coming, people. It is coming. It is. Like, it will. But um, that's the thing. Like, it will shake you to the point where you will just start to go, I'm going to make this happen for me. Like, life happens yep. for me, not I've got to do all these things and fit into these boxes. And again, that's a beautiful part of the craziness of motherhood. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of that. I know. There's a lot of that. There is. I feel like we went pretty deep. Oh, we've gone so deep. Can we, on a lighter note, I'm going to finish this episode. I'd, I love I'd, that you if, do that because I'm... All over here in my doobie cloak. Just kidding. Well, I've chirped on about, so I know we've talked about relationships. I've totally changed yeah. the subject. This is the tangent that we talk about. No, let's do this. Go on. Uh, bed transitions. Oh, yes. Update People. us. Yes, I am updating you. Remember how I had that toddler bed in my garage for like six months? And I've talked about transitioning Bo. Well, well look, we're halfway there. I'm not going to say we're all the way there. Bo is in a toddler bed. I know I think I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, but I haven't given anyone the update on how that actual transition went. So first week toddler bed he was obsessed he was like this is amazing sorry but i feel like you know when um you're like listening to um like someone say they achieved something there's that little clapping voice and it's like hey there's all the clapping i feel like we needed that we'll add that that. that in i'm getting the claps um i'd like to thank me and (laughs) me and me for making this happen um so look he's still in my bedroom i'm gonna let's start start with that we're taking baby steps baby steps i've only got three and a half weeks to get that little boy out you've done so well i've done so well he's he's out of my bed so how is it going? So you've got the toddler bed in your bedroom beside your bed. Beside my bed. How's He's it going? Still, he was The first week he was still in his sleep suit, which has legs. So he can still get out and move so around move. Yep. if he needs to. Oh my God. The first week he was like rock star kid. Mm. Seriously. I was saying to Kayla, sometimes I think these transitions are harder for us because we're in our head about it. Like kids adapt so they well. Do. And I've, I learned that with the bottle, t- mm-hmm. taking his night bottle off him because mm-hmm. I was so scared about that. Mm-hmm. It was all me. He was fine. <laughs> now the bed, I was like, oh my God, so in my head about it. it took me so long. He was fine mm-hmm. for the first week. Let's say that. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the sleep suit, he would literally like not try and get out of bed. He would just yell out, drink, please. And like, I'd still have to go and give him his water. I felt like he still didn't realize he was like one of those caged animals. Oh, that's that so still funny. didn't realize that he could <laughs> the get cage out. The cage is gone, but he just yeah. thought, yeah. He yep. was just so, you know, Used conditioned. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty funny and he was fine, slept really well. I would have loved to have been in his head when he realized he could get out. Yeah. Well, like that... I know that that came, but like, just imagine that as like, I know. Oh, hang on a second. Uh, there's no wall here. There's no wall. <laughs> and so he sleeps during the day. He was, had, was sleeping with a blanket on mm-hmm. and I had this, it was me again, fear yeah. about not like him getting cold at night cause he would kick mm. off his blankets, which is why I've kept him in the sleep suit. Cause yeah. we've had some colder weather. Yeah. Um, but he likes the blanket. He's like a bit obsessed cause it's got Simba on it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'll try the blanket out at night so he can just sleep in that. And I must admit, since he's had the blanket, it's he's good. got up a few times. Yeah, like he's realized okay, yeah. one of the rules, like the main things to do is when they need to be really tired when you put them to bed. Yeah. They need it's to be so like tired a... that they don't have the energy to get up. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that straight away. <laughs> you so, learned that lesson. Yeah. Like, learned that. But it's, it is so funny. Like we were sitting on the couch one night, the first night he crept out. 
and he just like creeps down the hallway and just stands there and <laughs> stares at us. And he's like, it's almost like he knows. I've never said you're not allowed to get out. Yeah. But he just senses something. Yeah. And he scared the absolute shit out of Brenton because Brenton was, <laughs> I was just staring at him, not making a noise. I'm like, I'm not going to try and react here. And then Brenton's like, oh my God. Because there's this little kid at the doorway. He's like, I was not expecting that. And I'm like, oh my God, don't give him a big reaction because then he's going to be up every five minutes. Oh my gosh. It was so, and then he just came out. And I mind you, in that time that he had gone to bed, I'd eaten like a pack of Smarties. <laughs> I was like trying to do all my scoffing and then he like picked up the smarty pack and he's like mum and dad had this and I'm like it's like he's coming to all these realizations like oh there's a life beyond yeah this is the fun stuff you do when I go to sleep and I was like oh now I've got to wait even later to have my time because he might get up and see me gorging all this food (laughs) so I just was like no big deal we'll just go back and have a rest and then the one thing I have put in place is made sure like he might go to reach for a toy I'm like no we're not doing toys now it's quiet time lights are off Mum and dad are having a rest. Yeah. Um, just not make it fun kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's like maybe two or three times he will get up, but I will just put him back in do the same routine. I think that's really good considering it's only been a couple of weeks. Like, Oh, definitely. Like he's still doing it. Like last night he was so tired that he never got up. Yeah. I was literally watching the door waiting for him to come. And he didn't. He didn't get up. Oh, see, it's all working So out. I think it'll be okay. It's going to be okay. Like he will at times do it, of course. He's Actually, like a kid. Yeah, but I'm just like, yep, yeah, back to bed. Yeah. Um, so, so it's gone better though than what you anticipated, which is great. So much better than I anticipated. And but what a good little reminder before you have a second that it's going to probably go better than you anticipated. <laughs> well, exactly right. Like, and look, I ran out. I remember talking about trying to take dummies off him and trying to do the mm. toilet training. Oh, it's one thing at a time. Like, yeah. honestly, that'll come. The dummies, I'm not even taking off him now because I'm just like, that's his thing. Yeah. He only has them when he sleeps. Mm-hmm. He, when he comes, actually, when he gets out of his bed to come see us, the dummy's not in his mouth. Oh, because he knows it's on the bed. He knows they stay yeah. in the bed. No. Which is like, I'm like, well, that's a win. Yeah, that's um, good. So I'm not doing that, mm-hmm. but we were meant to put him into his own room on the weekend. That was the next step. So he's mm-hmm. been in my room for about a week still, a week and a half in the toddler bed, two weeks. Mm. Um, and then I was going to put him in his own room, which is like, honestly, for me, it's heartbreaking. Oh, I can't even imagine. So I think I might, like we didn't do it because we were all sick on the weekend. Yeah, and that's fair enough. Brenton's contaminated the, the spare bedroom. bedroom. <laughs> God forbid we catch whatever he had. Um, so we will try that. We'll have to keep us updated. week. I will keep you goes. updated. <gasps> Um, but yeah, there's just a lot of transitions and changes. It is a big transitional time. And for him guys. too, like relationship change, we're talking about relationship mm. changes. That's going to change with us. And like, I was mm-hmm. saying to you that I went to daycare and picked him up and he had this doll with him and the teacher came up and she's like, Bo has been so cute. He's been carrying this baby around all day saying it's his baby. Mm. We need to have lunch with it. And I was like, Oh my God, I should buy him a doll yeah. for when I have the baby so mm-hmm. we can just do things together. And I'm like, Oh, you change your baby. Yeah. That's change. a great idea. So like he feels included. Yep. Um, and then, of course, you get the the gentleman from the generation of uh, parents. Mm. And Before it was my dad. I'm going to yes. say dad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to W in dad. Sorry, dad. mate. Yep. I know you're not listening. Yep. Um, he's like, oh, you can't buy him a doll. Like, who, what are you buying him a doll for? And this is the same thing. Mm. Bo was pictured on his, like, little story park thing the other day in a dress <laughs> costume yeah. at daycare. And dad's like, oh, he's wearing a dress. I'm just like, oh, my God. Change the narrative. Yeah, like, totally. So many people. And I'm like, oh, it's good to get him a doll. Like, we might raise people who are really good at raising babies because just we have people. to give them dolls. Exactly. Like, and just like, yeah, oh my God. we could go on and bang on about that forever. We could bang hours, on about sure. that forever. I just had to mention it at the end because no, I was like. No, I think it's important because, again, it comes back to like the having the self awareness now to see what didn't work and to go, yeah. that is not okay and I'm just going to keep doing it my way anyway. Yeah. You know, exactly. and not need the approval of our parents. If you he know? wants to wear a dress and play with dolls, great. Well, so be it. Do great. what you got to do, kid. Exactly. I love that. Cool. And on that note, let's just all go into this week doing what we want to do. That's it. Honoring our needs. You're a good mum. You're, you're a good parent. You're great. You got we this, love Mama. You. We love you.
Now I'm going to go have a coffee. Bye, guys. Bye.